Hey guys, Ryan here. We had some issues with the audio recording and we tried to fix it afterwards. Hope it's not too distracting. Enjoy the episode. Hi, welcome to InSync Live, episode one. My name is Ridwan and this is going to be InSync's SG's monthly podcast from now on. Today we are honoured to have Z with us. Of Disco Hue and BRB fame, he is a music producer, songwriter, music video producer, and also, I think he's very fashionable. <laughs> so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna learn more about his fashion icons and things like that. Thank you for doing this, Yeah, hey, no worries, no worries. And Pleasure to be here. We've been having very good conversations off camera. Yeah. So I hope to yeah. carry on that kind yeah. of stream of thought. So maybe to start with, can you share with us how you've been coping mm. with COVID? Starting from the circuit breaker, circuit, the very first instance of the circuit breaker for yourself. I see. Um, I think uh, like most of us, it, it came, we knew it was going to come, but it, it came in a shock. Like for, for like, yeah, I mean, like, especially like um, musicians or people of the arts uh, industry. And yeah, you know, like to, to see places and bars and like stages close, venues close, you know, for, for health reasons. Um, most of us didn't really know how to transit into into doing something uh, online, you know. And yeah, it, it took me a good two, three weeks to, to figure out like how, you know, the, the what's, the why and everything and to figure out Okay, how how are we gonna cope? Like, what what if this uh, last forever? Or like, you know, like the, the kind of burning questions. <laughs> so, yeah, like, we started having conversations with each other. We started like, brainstorming, started thinking. Especially like, I I have two bands right now, so you know we don't have um, shows anymore to to leverage on. You know, for for income, for for to to promote your music. Like, if you release a song, like on let's say March for example which is quite a hot month and then what you know like how do you go out there and meet people you know to perform to to your audience like, how do you how do you approach that and and that's where we we started looking to live streaming and everyone was going to live streaming and yeah like we had programs set up uh, by by you know like the government was um, was was looking into that as well and we, we started looking into live streaming, we started to in looking into more of um, online promotions, um, especially in, in other countries, because like the whole world is, is in lockdown, right? And since everyone's at home, so why not we use that as a tool, right? We, we started promoting our songs everywhere. We, we talk about um, South Korea, we talk about um, Taiwan, we talk about Hong Kong, uh, and like we, I, I told you before, like, like even Bangkok and Thailand. And and that's why it, it hit us, right? Like, for my baby, we, for some strange reason, that the, one of our older songs got picked up and, and it, it, it just rose, you know? People are just at home listening to yeah, like you're not actually going out listening to music, but with that mentality, you're not actually going out to, to search for newer things, but they're listening to older stuff, right? Things that you're more familiar with. And maybe that's why, like, that's one of the reasons why, like, our older songs, our first ever song, you know, came, came up. 
and we slowly leveraging on that to to have to find like a stable like um, platform or like income, and and yeah, and, like that's that's what we're doing. And aside from, uh, yeah, my corporate uh stuff that I've also be doing, yeah, like music wise, yeah. Like so, it sounds like you've been channeling your efforts. Yes. From live performance towards pushing stuff up. Mm. And also identifying potential markets. Yes, that's that right. Yeah. Popped up, sometimes not consciously also. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, ZZ was telling me this idea that if you were in Thailand and you had 20 people in a coffee shop, <laughs> they would probably know your band. As compared to? As compared to Singapore, which is kind of a, an interesting focal point. Yeah. In terms of a, but I guess for Thailand, because you were talking about this, they have whom... For it, yeah. It's kind of like an indie superstar. Yeah. So I think the sound of the RB is mm. in line with that. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And we were lucky enough to, to open for him. Uh, I can't remember which year, last year, I right. think. Yeah. Right. Only two years ago. So, one thing that I would love for you to share with viewers is your journey okay. from your 16 year old self, <laughs> <laughs> the decisions you made, you know. Mm. Up to this point where you are right now. Mm, mm. Like, maybe it starts off with my sources telling me you were a drama first. <laughs> my sources being Hide. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, how, how did it all like, come together? Let's say you were taking your O levels. Yeah, and yeah. What were the decisions you were making back then mm. to start with? Um, I think it was the fact um, that I joined. Um, band actually back oh, in, okay. in secondary school you know the whole uh, cca fair every cca had a booth you know just walking around finding a cca i knew i wanted to do something like i don't know soccer or something but like i got i wasn't you know i wasn't good enough in primary school so i was like okay no no, no sports related let's find something else and i was a huge fan of top gun the movie oh, so okay. i wanted to be a pilot right? okay, okay. Uh, so I went to there's a there's a there's a CCA in, in my school campus um, called Aeromodeling. So I wanted to fly planes. Okay. Oh, Aeromodeling. Yeah, Aeromodeling. I thought that was cool. So I went there. I wrote my name. Just look at planes, blah blah blah. Then I was walking around looking at other CCAs. Then the loudest CCA, of course, was Ben. Right? They were the only ones with the instruments. They were playing uh, at the parade square. Um, that's why I saw, um, I don't know if you know him, uh, Ridwan Chohari, who was playing drums. Oh, he's a drummer? Yeah, yeah, in my school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw him, he was, he was doing uh, like a 16 bar solo or something like that. I was like, oh, that's cool. On the snare drum? No, like, like on the drum set. Because it was, it was sitting down, yeah. So we're, we're a cross beat between a marching band and a, and a symphony band. So we do a bit more contempt stuff as well. I see. Yeah. Uh, I saw him, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool, that's pretty neat, right? So I went down and I took a, um, did just talk to the conductor. And he was like, yeah, we will choose an instrument for you. You just join us uh, next Tuesday and we will, you know, find what, what suits you the best. Yeah, well, I, okay, cool. I want to play trumpet. So let's throw it down here. Then the turning point was the next day, I mm -hmm. uh, went back to class and they were arranging our seats. So I eventually sat down next to this girl who I had a crush on. <laughs> so I had a crush, uh, I had a crush on this girl from the start, right? The first time I saw her. So I, just nice, uh, the, the, my, my phone teacher put us next to each other. So I just opened up, you know. Like, hey, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, what's his name? Do you pick? What's the name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's his name? Do you pick? 
Oh, uh, I'm joining Ben. I was like, oh, me too. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I guess I'll see you next Tuesday as well, right? And and that's it. Like because of that, right? I forgo air modeling. I just went straight to to Ben next Tuesday, and 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 that's it. And 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 from then on, you know, they they give me um they give me percussion. Mm. Just nice, right? Like if they give me flute, I don't know what to think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. But they give me percussion. They give you, right? Yeah. And 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 it just went on from there. And after like three three or four years in band, um, you know, I was about to graduate. Um, you know, I was studying hard for my O levels, and I was talking to a conductor. Like, you know, I I think I'm I'm sort of good at this, and I want to pursue this. Like, how do I go about doing this? He said, you know, oh, there's a course in um, Singapore Poly, uh, SP called uh, Diploma in Music and Audio Tech. Um, you know, I have sent like some students there, and you know, you you might want to consider. So sure, I looked into it, and the car was like twelve or no. 11, the current 11 is like, <laughs> 11 is pretty tough. Uh, I, I don't know about now, but back then 11 is pretty tough. So, you know, I had to ace my, my AMATs. I had to, everything had to be like three and above for me to, to actually. So I, I studied hard, bro. I, wow. I stayed back every day. Like AMATs wasn't even my strength when I had to like. I find it very interesting. Yeah. I'm studying hard to enter a music course. Yes. That's the, that's the, yeah, that's the. Were you in the second batch, third batch of the MEP? Um, yes, I remember this was like new. Yeah, yeah. I, I was the fifth, fourth or fifth. Uh, I, I can't exactly remember. It was years ago. But I yeah, I was one of the earlier, earlier batches. Uh. Was this the first time you studied hard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a goal, you see. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, finally yeah. there was a purpose, you know. Oh. If if I wanted to study, let's say, design, or what, which is my like third choice, then I would just ace maybe D and T, you know, something that's more related to it. But there's there's no music in all levels, right? There, but there was a bunch of like boxes to be ticked. Yeah, so I studied hard on everything. Yeah, and I I chose what to study as well, you know, because I knew that was the first time I go. So yeah, it was hard. And then uh, when the results came out, uh, I got like twelve. And what's the margin, you know? I wasn't I even in. Like, my maybe my one leg was in. Right, you know, 12 right. and 11. And then they announced that, oh, this year, the cutoff rose to 12. But, that... And, and like, that's not even, like, a, a secure, like, answer for you to, to go in. So what I did was I, I auditioned it, right? And I went there with everything. I went there with a guitar. I went there with, <laughs> with, with, with a keyboard that I had. This Casio, like, or Yamaha keyboard. Okay, okay. Everything. Then I went and played drums. I, 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 side, uh, I was side reading. Uh, I played some guitar. I played some, like, people just to, you know, just, just to broaden up my, my chances. Right? So you're hungry, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's why, that's why the, the lecturer saw that. And like, okay, this guy really wants to get into this course. <laughs> you know, like, like, that's intense. And then, um, lucky enough, I, I managed to, uh, get picked and I wasn't even like picked by the majority of lecturers like one lecturer saw that I was hungry like right, yeah. Yeah. and he, he said that I wanted him to be in and I got in um, by some chance I got in by some luck you know and and, and how well yeah, yeah and it it, it propelled me from there you know, from, from the course itself. so it's like a three year course yes a three year what kind of stuff do you learn in this course Ooh, um, like a poly music course is it's not a familiar concept to mm-hmm. most people. I think LaSalle music classes are Maybe, familiar, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's called music and audio technology, right? So it covers 
everything. <laughs> it covers <laughs> everything. So the I think uh, the goal for that course was to give you all these like tools for you to start off with, and then choose a, a valid like or career path for you to decide on like what suits you the most. Right. Right. So we had things like songwriting, we had things like recording, which are totally two different things, you know. Mm-hmm. We had things like um, acoustical uh, science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We studied maths as well. Even we furthered maths in, in the course in the I start see. of the year. Then we did um, all sorts of things. We did like performance, we did uh, MIDI, okay. um, pr- pr- uh, producing, production. And and yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot. Of so many things. Yeah, and but they are they are all like surface level things. You I, know? See. I see. At the start of the year, they teach you all the basics like um, keyboards, uh, ear training, uh, to make sure that you know pitch. You know what relative pitch is. Um, they teach you MIDI. They teach you some form of like synthesis, um, math, science. Yeah, yeah. That was more or less year one. And then when you hit year two, you have performance, all the fun stuff. I yeah. see. So finally, when you hit year three, you you get to choose what kind of um, final year project you want to do. You want to do um, a song, you want to do a type of performance, you know. So you have all these like jazz cats trying to like, like uh, show off their chops for, for, for your final year project. Whereas for me, I was more of a production and into mixing, so I did like Dubstep. You see the, the big contrast mm-hmm. between jazz and dubstep. All from the same concept. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you have people, you know, doing like um, some form of like synthesis or art form. Right. You know, yeah. So like sound design. Yeah, sound design, yeah. And then you have people doing music for uh, what's that? Video. Yeah. Because we so had film story? Yeah, film story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we had like um video and and, and um yeah, film courses in, in SP. So we had like some form of collab. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so that's what I did as well. So I, I double built the thing. You know, I did the song, mm-hmm. which is a dubstep track, and then I, I paired it with a group that was also doing FYP in, in the film course. Oh, film course. Yes. I see, I see. Well, it's so interesting, man. The bedrock of yeah. knowledge that yeah. you make sure you have yeah. before you choose. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great plug for. Not of not not as of late, but like I have met the lecturers um like sometime back before before COVID and everything. Because this is really stunning to me. This level of instruction. Because like if you compare that to let's say LaSalle, right? Right. It's more it's more concentrated on what you actually want to do on the get-go. So if you want to do performance, then you join. Uh, 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 performance performance yeah. major yeah, yeah performance major if you want to do mixing there's, there's uh, audio tech I think that's what it's called for sure yeah wow that's so interesting mm-hmm. so I think one goal for us with this show is to try to establish the options that a young person may have mm-hmm. beyond all levels if you're interested in music or art or dance so I think it's I'm very appreciative of you sharing what mm-hmm. you just shared so how has it been since then? Since you graduated from poly, what was the... Because I always feel like the moment you graduate, that's kind of, okay, life begins, you start making, yeah, yeah. life happens well, to to be fair, I had a two-year break called NS. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Same thing to be as poly first, then Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe let's, uh, like, bypass, <laughs> let's imagine <laughs> the NS 
uh, started looking into other op- uh, opportunities, meeting more people. And that's when like we started to kick off Disco Hue uh, entirely in 2016. Because I told them, guys, look, I'm not going anywhere anymore. So let's just do it, right? And like, can I, can I just ask the yeah. Disco Hue stuff? Like you recorded everything on your own yeah. and self-produced. And... Self-produced, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So everything was was like garage, you know. Yeah. I see. I see. Bedroom. Yeah. And this song eventually became your first yeah. single. Yeah. And that's when it just totally flipped. You know, like the song got picked up by by the radio. You know, back then we had Lush, we had ninety seven, we had Class ninety five, uh, we had Power ninety eight. It, it was playing everywhere. <laughs> it was wow. yeah, it was crazy because I losing one opportunity opened up, you know, a, a different set of opportunities. You know, we we started playing more shows. Like every week we had a show. Wow. Everywhere. We we played the same stage like four or five <laughs> times. Like we just played this stage like last three weeks ago. <laughs> we're still here again and people were still, you know, coming to our shows. I see. And and it was a shock to me, you know, like it from graduating from DMAT, playing to your friends, and then going to NS, just a bunch of nobodies in the, you know, like, that didn't know anything about your music, and then suddenly this, you know, we're playing stages where, like, you know, from from five people to, like, 50 people, and then suddenly it was, like, 500. Right. Yeah. Suddenly, you just can't see the end of the crowd, you know? Like, it was crazy. And and that's where, like, each and every one of us knew that like, this, this is, like, a viable... Um, uh, career, you know, right. you can earn money from this. Yeah, so and we just drop everything else, and oh, <laughs> it's just wow. like, okay, bunch of kids just trying to earn money from this. Yeah, you give it a proper go, man. Yeah, 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 really yeah we did. Career. And then, and then, what solidified it was the the second single, which is "I'll Be Waiting," which is, dude, it was playing every day. Like every time I was on Instagram or right. like you know, or just on my phone, people would just send me videos of, hey, your song is playing here. Hey, I heard your song in the car. Hey, your song's been on the radio. Did you get to play Sing Siong? Yes. Probably, right? Yeah, Probably. I, was, I remember this one thing. This, this is so weird. Like, like I was in my bed, you know, like, just chilling. It's like, oh, I'm quite hungry. Like, I went to the kitchen, oh, no food. Okay, let's go to NGC buy bread. Right. I went down with my slippers and my shorts, you know, I just walking down to the opposite uh, block, right, to, to NGC. So when I picked up choosing my bread and that song, my song was playing. Uh, and I was like, yo, this is so weird. <laughs> like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. Universe, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Can, can I just ask about... Because now you're also a music video director. Mm-hmm. When did that start happening? Because me, like, right. observing Disco Hue from a, an observer mm. perspective, the aesthetic is very unified. Mm-hmm. The video, the press photos, right. the music. Yeah. So I want to know, like, when did that start, that shift happen to yeah. you? Um, I think it's the, the whole idea of um, everything in a box. So like if, I'm, I'm sure every band or every act faces this, you know, like you you have your song, but you know you're lacking the funds to, to you know, promote. You know, you want to do recording or get this a certain set of funds. You want to do a music video, there's a certain set of funds. A photo shoot also a certain set of funds. And if you compile everything for one song, that's, a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of money spent. So, you know, like, we weren't like rich kids at all. So we had to do everything in a box. So we had friends that were well-versed in video uh, uh, video production. Mm-hmm. And we had friends who were well-versed in photography. 
So it's like a little small kampong that we had last time. Uh, so every, everyone is just trading information, like just sharing um, their skill sets with each other, right? So I think that's where, that's where it started. Like, yeah, like we, I had some form of idea or ideas for our music video, but I didn't have a camera, but I had a friend with a camera, you know? So we, we started doing that. And then he, I wanted to edit the video in some type of way, you know, everything was just like, yeah, coming out. And then, um, you know, he said, okay, you need to use this software. Okay, let's, let's try. Then we will take turns, you know, like he, he will come over to my place and he would edit some parts of it. Then of that, he will go to bed on my bed. Then I'll wake up and then I'll start doing a bit more. So that's, that's how I kind of picked up uh, video editing. That's it. And yeah, I just stumbled from there now, you know, like, Ever since that music video and every other subsequent music videos, I, I started picking up uh, little mini traits like, from friends and peers of mine um, in terms of like directing, in terms of like editing, coloring. Yeah, it's it's all, you know, like no one taught me this, but like you just went to YouTube, just find something. I'm sure the answer is there. Yeah. Can I just ask you, like, it, it does seem to me that you have an aesthetic sense about you. <laughs> So I feel like it does stem from that your being already having like aesthetic right. sense right. of Can I ask you like what are your fashion icons? Like, <laughs> I don't have like, what are your inspirations <laughs> from a film perspective, from a because yeah, um... I I greatly admire <laughs> from afar your sense of style. Right, 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 yeah. I I think it's just like like yeah, like I mentioned, it really started from like the people you mix with. Mm-hmm. Um if you mix with a certain type of um, friends that are more well-versed in fashion or the, or design, then you know you share information. Yeah, then you you know that oh this guy or this this girl admires this this artist. Then you will look into that. You know, then, then you start to pick from, like from then on you know, you you branch out yourself and then you start looking to your own icons. And I don't really have like an idol or or, or a fashion icon that I look in, look at, but um, you know it's it's like apps like Pinterest, you know, website like Pinterest, or you just look at like uh, Instagram pages that, that sort of have a certain type of look or a vibe, then you learn from them, and then you start to like steal things from this and that. Which is also why I, I named myself Thieves uh, on, on Instagram, oh, that's my moniker. Yeah, it, it came from, from a cousin of mine. When I, was, when I was a kid, my cousin was telling me, like, you know, it was just like bedroom talk, we were just sitting down playing with toys, and just telling me like, how uh, the f- first few ever original music was done by, by uh, the first 10 songs. You know, like, you had maybe... Class- I don't know what the first few mm. original music is, but the first 10 is the the most original that you can get. And then everything from then on is just lifted and copied from what, you know, these 10 were. So it was like a reappropriation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that gave, kind of gave me the, the identity or the Monica Thieves, right? Because, you know... Nothing is original anymore. Like you, whatever you do right now is probably stolen or probably like yeah. Because yeah, you don't create in a vacuum. Yeah, you know? exactly. Information is it's really yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. And and you know like the things your parents play on on maybe their <laughs> the CD or from their cassette back then, subconsciously you know plays in your brain, and you know it it brings forward uh, to to where we are now. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> because for every episode we are gonna have a musical guest. Okay. So let us have a listen to our musical performer for this episode. Raphael Lowe with his song called 
catalyst. It's a call to action for people to be positive human beings and to not give up on life. So shall we have a listen for a short bit before we get back to Z? And we're back. So I hope you enjoyed Raphael's song, Catalyst. I have one last question, Daisy. What advice would you have for a 16-year-old who has just finished O-Levels and wants to pursue music in Singapore? What advice would you have for that particular 16-year-old? Great. Um, I get asked this question a lot, to be honest. Because, no. um, like, I'm the oldest one, and like, yeah, I have like three other younger siblings. And being the oldest was especially hard because 
you know, like I was their first child, right? And to tell them, to tell my parents, to tell my parents that I was going to pursue music, you know, the standard answer, the standard questions always come out, you know, like, are you sure, you know, you can earn money from this? And why not you, why not you become something like your father, <laughs> you know, like an engineer or something? <laughs> yeah, like this question has been, been thrown around a lot. So, you know, the one thing that I was, you know, like held on to the most was, you know, the, the, the passion that I had and the goal that, that I wanted to yeah, was, of course, to, to... And, you know, when, when, I, when I was joining this uh, course as well, like uh, DMAT, right, Music in Order Tech, they asked me the same question, which is, what do you want to achieve out of this? And my answer then and my answer now is always the same. It's like, I want to gain as much knowledge as I can so I can, you know, pass it on to the next person who wants to pursue this, you know, and hopefully grow the the ecosystem here in Singapore, the music ecosystem, or the arts ecosystem. And, you know, what you need to do, especially if you just finish your levels and you want to, you know, find any, any, like, passion or any goal that you want, right? Just have, like, a final, like, mindset, you know, like, a, a, a goal that you try to aim for, and just keep at it, you know? I have people telling me, like, you know, you, you can't, do this, you can't do that, you know, like, are you sure your music is gonna make it here or there or whatever, but, you know, you, you are so set, my mind was so set into achieving what I wanted to achieve, that it was just like light breeze for me, you know, it was just like passing, like, wind for me to, to, and to get that thick skinness, right, it was so hard, bro, like, you know, you had, you have to, yeah, you have to, like, overcome so many things. And you will need to overcome so many things over the years, but you just have to persevere and, and you know, be strong-minded at what you want to do. If you want to be the best, like, like, like Singapore's top soccer player or whatever, then just keep at it. Just keep owning your craft, you know, like, just keep practicing whatever you want to do. Yeah, just get, you know, education done and over with. And then, you know, like, practice that, that craft, you know, like, make sure that when someone tells you, oh, you, your music is not make it, make sure that you actually have a certain set of music that, you know, in your back pocket. Like, that's what I said, that, that happened to me in 2015, right? I had a certain set of songs in, in 2015 in my back pocket to show to people that, and to get approval from people, you know? And that sort of, like, gave me more strength, I guess, to, to move forward, yeah. That's enough news. <laughs> enough news. Another piece of advice. Piece yeah, yeah, of yeah. advice. Yeah. And this is the same thing that I tell my, my students as well. Like, you know, like they, they will tell me like, oh, I'm struggling with my maths uh, assignment or they're, they're struggling with English or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, these are the things, these are the criteria that you got to go through. And just don't look at like O-levels, N-levels or, or whatever as a, as a ceiling. No, that's not like the goal to, to, to accomplish, you know, the goal is way past that. Like, I would tell them, okay, what do you want to become? You know, like, one of my parents, like, um, super keen into um, computer science, you know, he, he wants to do um, programming, he, 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 he loves building PCs, you know, you know, so that, that's something, that, that's a career right there, right? Like, they just don't know it exists, you know, at that part of time. So, you know, you tell them that, oh, there's actually jobs out there that, that cater to this. And then one of my other uh, siblings, 
super into like uh, music, fashion, or more of the that lefty arts side mm. of things, right? So I have to to you know like I just educate him, tell him that oh okay, so there are like opportunities and jobs out there that cater to what you want to do. Why not you look into that? And then see like what what's the path that you can take, you know. Like okay, maybe after O levels you need to go to to this particular, you know, poly or course. And yeah, just aim for that. Yeah. I, I love that destination and the various paths that yeah. you take to get there. Yeah. And he's lucky to have Z as an <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for hey, no worries, this. No worries. That's all the time we have today. We'd like to thank Z and Raphael for being on the show today. So tune in next week for the next episode of Insane Life, where we feature practitioners from various fields, from music, art, sound engineering, perhaps even dance. Who knows, okay? So that's all the time we have today. Thank you for tuning in.